The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 25th, 2018, season 14, episode number 67. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We appreciate you guys taking some time with us today. It is our last show of the week. Uh, we're going to take a little time tomorrow uh, to regenerate and recuperate and rejuvenate and... Uh, just have a good weekend. Amber um, started today, I assume. <laughs> so must be nice. Yeah, I know. So we'll go. We'll go. Uh, we only have about thirty minutes today because um, Cowboys go. changed up some of the scheduling. That this uh, is not our fault. Like we've been doing the forty-five minute thing, and yeah. I know some people don't like that. They hate it. Sorry, but this is not our fault. Like it's not. Cowboys changed up their schedule during the bye week, which is completely contrary to the schedule we've been running on all during the season. So we, we can do. do I don't know what you want me to do about it. We yeah. could do it in the afternoon, but wants to do I want to go home. Show. I want to go home. Yeah, survive week. So we're gonna jump right in. We got a few topics I want to hit. Um, first thing I want to hit um, is the Amari Cooper uh, arrival. He is now in the building. He had a, his first practice yesterday. Um, let me ask you a question: How long do you guys expect it will take before he is ready to be a starting contributor for this team? I mean, he's gonna be starting against the Titans on Monday. So. He will be. Yes. Hell yeah. You don't give up a first-round pick. And then, especially if you have the bye week. Like, if they were playing Sunday, maybe. But he'll have been here for 12 days by the time, or 10 days, whatever it is, by the time they take the field. Like, if he's not starting, something is up. I hope he's not taking a five-day, you know, bye week like everyone else. <laughs> because he's already, remember, he's he's coming off a of bye week. Yeah, well, I did see yesterday that uh, supposedly uh, he and Dak are planning to stay in town um, and just kind of spend a little time together um, over the bye, which, if, if true and accurate, then I think it's probably a good thing. It's probably not a bad idea for them to start getting on the same page because now Dak has his number one guy, and it's not, I mean, it's a guy that, that he's getting fresh. And so it's kind of like, you know, he has an opportunity to kind of mold him around what he does and then vice versa. And uh, and the hope, I think, from the Cowboys' perspective is that they're both going to be here for quite a while. So that's probably a smart thing to do. It's like a body catcher to me. Is he? Coop? <laughs> I just saw a couple of highlights. No. He was. No. He, I mean, it's hard to tell for what we saw yesterday and, and today. Just I mean, there's... It's not a lot of practice, practice, but I mean, he's he's got a you know good size to him. I mean, he's not like a really really big guy, but he's definitely not a small guy, and he's just you know he looks like a kind of looks like an average sized receiver, um, maybe a little bit bigger than that. But you know he's got he's he's supposed to do everything well, which is why they draft you fourth overall. When you're a receiver drafted fourth overall, it means you run good routes, you got good speed, you got good body size, and and you got good hands. And I know he's had some drops lately, but I don't really I don't buy the theory that like, I mean, it sounds good and, and it, it can certainly be useful. But I, I just think it's one of the most overhyped things in football. Like oh, we're going to we're going to get together on Saturday and run some routes like you know, routes on air is really going to do that much for you. Like, I don't necessarily buy it. But by the time they play the Titans, Dak and Cooper will have been able to practice five or six times. So it's enough. I don't know how great it's going to look, but it's enough. So that's what I expect. Yeah. Do you expect 
Uh, I know you said he's definitely you, – you think he's definitely starting by Tennessee. How, how long do you think it takes before he's actually really contributing? Would you be shocked if you get to Tennessee, he starts the game, he only has one catch? Does that bother no. you if you get to Tennessee and he only has one catch? I, I think he'll really be a, a good contributor for this offense next season. That's really what I believe. That's okay. why and that's what I'm trying to get gone. to. Is, is this I a do. this year thing or is this a... Well, I think they're going to try this year, and I think that there'll be certain routes that he can run. And, and, you know, whether he starts or not just depends on the personnel package they put out there. Right. But, I mean, I think he's going to be a contributor right away. Um, but I, I just think it'll take a while before he actually is, is, you know, in this offense. And who knows if next year's offense will be the same as this year. I don't, I don't know that. Um, I don't know. I actually, I wrote about this. Ex- I wrote three thousand words for my column this week. Like that's oh. how much. That's how much stuff I just had for, to, for the average person out there. That three thousand. When you say that, doesn't really make a difference. Right. Tell me a little bit. What put a, some great mark on that? A, a benchmark. A, col- a, a story. A, a news story is anywhere from three to eight hundred words, and a column is probably like eight hundred. Oh, you went three thousand up to uh, to a thousand. I could, wrote about I mean, seven fifty in my column yesterday. Yeah. So you did three thousand. I had a lot to you say. You wrote a book. I had a yeah. lot to say about the trade. Okay. But anyway, the point Let's is break this out into some days here. Like, <laughs> um, multiple part two. <laughs> um I think one thing I want to keep in mind is like the Cowboys are not asking Amari Cooper to be like Antonio Brown in the sense that he's gonna catch hundred and fifteen balls for sixteen hundred yards. Like that's not really that's not this offense. It's not. I mean, this is still a run first offense. It hasn't looked as good because they haven't had a receiving threat. But literally in my column, the baseline that I'm looking at for any number one receiver in this offense is pretty much what Dez did in 16. And I know that sounds weird, but and I've said this a million times, like Dez played well in that 16 offense and he gave them the running room that they needed and he made plays down the field. He caught 50 balls for eight something or no, uh, he caught 50 balls for seven something and eight touchdowns uh, in 13 games because he missed three. And I literally I handicapped it. I was like, okay, if you play 16 games, that's about 60 catches for about almost a thousand, a little bit less, and eight to ten touchdowns. It's not elite numbers, but it's good enough. It's good enough for what you want to do in this offense to run the ball the way you need to run it and to open things up for Beasley. Um, that's only four catches for 60 yards a game. That's not, I mean, I'm not asking a lot of you. So uh, I don't know if he's going to get that against Tennessee. I'd be surprised, but I would like to believe that he can start hitting those types of numbers after a little while in this offense. I mean, what I would like to to see more than anything is, is, you know, just get the ball down the field or at least attempt him down the field a little bit more. Um, And you don't even have to make catches with that. Pass interference penalties work just the same. It doesn't help anyone's fantasy team or doesn't really help his numbers. But I, I can promise you, if you're going down the field and getting, you know, different kind of coverages and, and things like that and drawing penalties, uh, that would be good. It'll be interesting to see how teams treat him. You know, oh, watch Amari Cooper over there, you know, just like because it took a while for Dez. Dez, even last year, got more double coverages than anybody's getting. Nobody's really getting that here. So they, they need that. They need that back again. That would kind of help with the, with the offense, but they're going to have to prove that he's worth doubling at some point. You got to yeah. prove that. So. And I, that's a good point. I, if I, if it were me, uh, and it's not, but if it were me, and I were making the, the offensive calls in the game against Tennessee, I would come out in that game, and I would I would just be bombs away that game. The reason why is because I need teams to think right. I need teams to think that I got this new weapon and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bullish about using him. 
and and he has the ability to be able to be a game breaker. Like if you don't pay enough attention to him, he will hit you for an 80 yarder. And all of a sudden, just like that, Cowboys got seven points. I need them to know that because I think that's part of the reason why the offense has been stagnant at times this year is because part of the reason is because, again, what they've said is we expect we're going to have eight, nine in the box all the time. And we always run against that. Well, with an offensive line that's not as good as what it's been in the past. They can't run against eight and nine in the box. They got to be able to get that safety out of there. They got to be able to force them to keep two guys back. And I would, I would basically, more than a few times this game, I would have Gallup and I would have Cooper on opposite sides of the field, both challenging both deep sides of the field. So the safeties have to be back. And I'm taking the shot if a safety, if they're in, if I catch them in single high safety, I'm taking a shot at them because I'm forcing teams around. I'm doing it more for all the other teams I'm going to have to play than just for Tennessee. You know what? I, let me say this too. And, and I don't know about if this is fair to the offensive line or not, but you said because of the way the offensive line is playing, they can't beat the eight and nine uh, men in the box. Are we sure it's not because of the eight, nine men in the box, the offensive line is playing this way? Well, if you want to go back to what Zeke was saying before the season began, he said, we always have eight, nine in the box. We still run against it, and we're still going to be successful against it. His expectation, at least, was we've seen that before. I've been seeing that since I got to the Cowboys. My offensive line is good enough to where we can still make hay against that kind of front. And to be honest with you, for the most part, they had. Like, there have been one or two defenses in these last couple of years that could really stop the Cowboys' offense when they wanted to run the ball. Philly. The Denver game, the New York game. New York had, had done a pretty good job mm-hmm. against them in a couple different occasions. You could say Philly. But but there Washington weren't a lot of teams. the other day. Yeah, but this year we've seen no, a I lot know. more. Yeah, I know. I know. but that's my point. Like, before he was right. Before that, there were a lot of teams that wanted to stop the run. They just couldn't. Yeah. This year, more and more teams are having success stopping I mean, the run. But you've got pro, all pro and Hall of Fame players that are that are gone, and 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 you just can't on on all levels too. I mean, you're an all pro center, the best center in the league, or, or arguably the best, yeah. is gone. You've got a, a Hall of Fame tight end who wasn't playing at that highest of levels. Still better than anything end, you got now. Still better, and he still understood coverages. He understood how to get open. He understood you know just how to get in the way and blocking. You know, Dez, say what you want. He still demanded more more attention than anybody's doing now. So when you're taking all of these hits like that, yeah, it is going to be a difference. And, and I think Connor Williams is learning on the run, and, and that's affecting everything. Yep. Let's take a real quick break. When we come back, um, I want to jump into uh, an idea I had for, uh, for a few topics uh, where we'll talk about some change. I want to throw some different things that the Cowboys could do here in the off, uh, in the off week uh, that could possibly change things up. And then I'm going to let you guys tell me whether you think they're good ideas, bad ideas. And also, are these things that the Cowboys coaches you think would actually do? Or if it's something they would never do? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi thing then cutting the cord is scary but then i found out i could switch to direct tv now and still get the live sports i love no satellite needed no bulky hardware no annual contract just get the live sports you love try direct tv now for ten dollars a month for three months visit directtvnow.com direct tv now more for your thing that's our thing use code real deal limited time price for a little, little package after three months renews monthly at full price currently minimum forty dollars unless canceled prices may change new subscribers only cancel anytime content varies by package and may be limited restrictions apply star sports tours is the only official fan travel partner of the dallas Cowboys offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to 
talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. To the break. Welcome back. It is the second and final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Remember, we will not be uh, doing shows tomorrow. Actually, none of the podcasts will be happening tomorrow. Uh, we're giving these guys a little bit of time to, to recuperate and get their minds right for the second half of the season. So, re Amari recuperate. You know what I mean? You get it? Yeah, I yeah. do. Okay. Good job. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. <laughs> No, I mean, when you said recuperate, I thought that's going to be a headline. I, I, oh, I, you, you no, guys are already thinking like that? No, I just, that was the, my first thought was, wow. Because everything we've done in the last four or five days, I mean, if you just look at all our headlines, it says Cooper, 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 Cooper. You know, if, if he goes out and he plays a good game and the Cowboys win against Tennessee, it's a heck of a title oh, for your game. The Cowboys are winning against Tennessee. Like, let's just let's dispel that. I mean, I know we got to talk about them next week. No, they are. They're at home. They're at home. They're okay. that's literally they're going to win at home, and then they're going to lose to the Eagles. And then probably, I don't think you can take any team for, any game for granted. I'm not I taking like, it for granted. I was just trying to make a smart ass comment. <laughs> okay, good. They're three and zero at home. They're going to win. But they the are going to win that game. All right, they're going to win that game. All right. Tennessee. We will see. Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee is one of those teams that's so weird. Like there are times they played this year where you were like, "Huh, they look pretty good." There are other times they played this year where you're like, "Yeah." You made the but playoffs last year. They which don't is get unbelievable. Like they don't get blown out though. They were in a lot of games. Uh, they lost twenty one nothing at home. They to got the Ravens. B slapped by La- the Ravens last week though. Who were they playing last? They week? lost by a point London. to the Chargers in London. The Chargers. That's who it was. And the Chargers are a good team. They gave a really up good eleven team. sacks to the Ravens. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah, I know. The Ravens have been really good this oh, year. Yeah. Their defense especially has oh, been really good we're, this year. We're burning through topics for next All right, year. so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We've got um, – I wanted to throw out some different things that the Cowboys could possibly change this week. Um, and these are not things that necessarily they would change. Uh, but what I, I guess the question I'm going to ask you guys on each of these is, number one, is it a good idea or bad idea to make this change? And then number two, is this something that, based on your knowledge of this coaching staff, that they would do – or something they would absolutely not do. All right? We got okay. that? Got it. Do All it. Right. First one, change the offensive play caller. Go from Linehan to Jason Garrett. Good idea, bad idea? Good idea. Good idea. Uh, I mean, that's, wow, you may really make me take a hard stance here. Like, it's not a bad idea, but, like, I don't, 
I really don't think that that's like this magical cure all to be totally honest with you. Like, I don't think the play calling is like, I know people hate Scott Linehan, but I don't think it's just going to magically be better doing, doing so something else. So there's no else, point which, to doing it if it's not going to yeah, be Yeah, I basically better, feel yeah. like there's much not a different. huge point. I really, yeah, yeah that's kind of how I feel. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's a great, like, I don't think Scott Linehan's doing this amazing job, but I don't think that's this huge fix, in my opinion. I, I mean, it probably isn't, but I mean, it's not, nothing's changing right now. So, I mean, what's it going to hurt? I mean, his feelings? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, I mean, it would. Yeah, I assume, but, but not that. Oh well, this is a results-oriented business. Cool. Yeah, let's do. I mean, something different. I mean, we, we've been seeing the same stuff over and over. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I would, I would make a change, but yeah, I, I don't know if it would necessarily do anything. Yeah, but I, I would have, I would have made a change this this week. I kind of agree with you from the standpoint that Nick, I kind of agree with you because. I think, you know, what they always say about the definition of insanity, yeah. you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If your offense is not doing enough, right, um, you got to do something to shake it up. And whether and I, I kind of agree with you, Dave, from the standpoint, I don't know that that's the answer. I don't know if there's going to be some magical change that would happen by that. But to me, sometimes if you just have a different person calling plays in a different sequence, it can ignite the offense and give the offense a little bit of a spark because it's just a little bit different. It's the same plays. It's just a sequence in which you call them, right? Well, it's just how aggressive are you in this situation versus this situation that can sometimes make the difference. I mean, think of it if you're like a NASCAR team, though. Think of it if you're Linehan and you're like, okay, I'm the driver. I'm the driver here, and we've been dealing with this, and this car's a little raggedy and whatever, and they're like, all right, well, guess what? We're going to change the driver this week, and we're changing a new car. So we're going to give a new car, and then someone else is going to get the driver. You're like, wait a second. Why can't I get the new car? You know, Maybe I'm going to do better if you give me something, you know, some better tools. Yeah, the only problem with that is he got a nice, nice car out Pretty decent car in Tavon Austin, and we hadn't seen them use him effectively. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. It's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, he didn't God, use him the way that the other teams are They didn't I mean, find a way to use him and incorporate him into this offense to where it made a sizable difference in my I opinion. mean, if, if Houston could do something with Kiki Kute or whatever, I mean, Kiki QT. Do something yes, with I agree. Tavon Austin. Yes, I agree. No, and that's that's a really good point. Is I mean, no, there's there's clearly star power lacking on this offense, but they are not without talent. And right. uh, Tavon Austin is the big one that I don't understand. Uh, Lucky Whitehead was more active in their offense than Tavon Austin right. was. And he didn't always even get the ball, but he was just a more active part of what was going on. Uh, baffling. And, um, and the Deontay Thompson thing, it's just like you're not using him to do what, what he's supposed to do. I mean, you're just you're, – you're not. I mean, you're, you're – he needs to be running the deep routes. He needs to be using the speed. He's not a possession receiver. I mean, with the game on the line in Carolina, they threw him the out route. He he was cut earlier in the week. And then now he's the guy with the game on the line. He he, he runs a timing route, and, you know, it, it's incomplete off his hands or it's an interception against Houston because, you know, he doesn't – he comes back and, bot, you know, knocks the ball up in the air. I mean, it just – he seems like the guy that should be running deep and taking the safety with him and and opening out things in the middle. I want to I don't want to kill your game, but the last thing that you the last thing that you said really is it keeps resonating with me is like based on what I know about this coaching staff, what do I think? And yeah. that, that's going to color everything I say. And that's cool. That's why I was that's the next part of the question. So go with that. Well, it's just that like I know I know this coaching staff really well to the point like I was shocked that the Cowboys even traded for Amari Cooper because that doesn't seem like something that they would do. So it's nice to see that they're willing to step outside their comfort zone, but in my opinion basically 
Uh, Jason Garrett is, he's not that type of guy. Like he's more, you know, he's going to keep hammering on the nail until it goes in. Like I, you know, even I specifically myself asked him, you know, earlier in the season, like, well, your tight ends aren't really playing the way that you would prefer them to play. Like, does that make you think that you need to alter the way that you play offense? But I mean, do you need to change personnel? Do you need to use fewer tight ends? You need to incorporate your receivers more. And he thought of it more as, no, we need more time on task with these tight ends so that they can get better and we can execute what we want them to do better. I can, I know there's people at home that disagree with that and that's fine, but that's how the head coach thinks. And the head coach has the backing of the owner and we've said before, I mean, he's going to have the backing until he doesn't. But for the time being, Jerry Jones is all in on Jason Garrett. And so all these decisions are going to reflect Jason Garrett's thought process. And it's not Jason Garrett's way to make those type of knee-jerk midseason changes. I don't think That's it is. an interesting point of view on the coach because I see that in some ways that that could be a good characteristic because I think sometimes this happens a lot in college football. There's so much change in college football. You see these programs that are changing coaches every three or four years, and there's just always something changing. And and so there's never a time to really focus in and say, we're just going to get better in this area. We're going to keep hammering at it until we get better in this area to actually improve. So I, I can see it from that side. The flip side to it is you can become so stubborn mm-hmm. to the point to where you literally need to make a move and you won't because you're so blinded by, we got to make this work, got to make this work. And it just doesn't work, right? So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You kind of want that a little bit, but at what point does he have to say, okay, I've I really got to make a change? This you know? organization has come across as pretty stubborn at many yeah. points in the last five or six years. So, I mean, you're right. There's been some times when I've thought that Jason should change things up a lot more, but he just stays consistent with the message. And, you know, I that's why this team has been consistent. I mean, they have, I mean, you, you can say that they're inconsistent, but they're very consistent. I mean, they're, they're, they're just very consistently average. Um, and, and even on the years that they have good years, they follow it up with a really bad year. I mean, it all kind of evens out. That's why his record is kind of right there. But you look around the league, most coaches are, I mean, most teams are kind of the same way. They just haven't had as much long, uh, as long of a leash as he's had. Let's move on to the next topic regarding change. Um, Lyle Collins. You could take Lyle Collins, who is right now your right tackle, and you could possibly flip him into left guard, take Connor Williams, move him out to right tackle. The idea would be there that maybe Lyle is better at guard. Maybe that shores up your left side a little bit more. Uh, Connor Williams played tackle in college, so maybe getting him back out to tackle moves him to something that's more familiar. Uh, although he was a left tackle in college, moving out to tackle, maybe that gets into something that's more familiar that he can maybe adapt to a little faster, and maybe you get a little bump in in what you're able to get out of your offensive line. Good idea or bad idea? This goes right back to what I was saying: is like you know, do you you see it and say this isn't working? We got to change, or are you like these guys will get better if they can just get more time? Right. And I I don't have an easy answer to it, and it it hurts me. Just on a Lyle Collins is one of my favorite guys on the team. He went to LSU, um, and he I thought he played fantastic last year given the circumstances. And it's just not happening for him this year. Like he's he's not playing well, and I I I can't put a finger on why. Um, so I'm not I'm not trying to defend that and say he he's playing great. What are you talking about? I'm not blind, uh, but I don't know what to do about that. And I don't know I really don't know if shuffling is the right 
is the right call because what's what's Connor Williams's problem when he's run into problems? Power, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not that strong. Which ends are strong too. Like it's not yeah. you know. I mean, you don't have to be as strong to play tackle. It's more about your feet. It's more about it's you more about your agility. Absolutely, yeah. but. I guarantee he'll get overpowered at tackle too. If he's get, I mean, you know, it's not. It ain't like. Yeah. I mean, think. Look at look at Demarcus Lawrence. Like he's. I mean, <laughs> no, they're bull rushes. That's who guys you're going up against. That'll, that'll so. come at you with power. Yeah. And on top of that, I think. I mean, think Connor Williams has played well more than he's played bad. And I agree so with that. I worry about hindering his development at one position by flopping him, and you're already paying Lyle pretty good money at tackle. And I just I I don't I'm tempted to say you just ride it out. I'm yeah. not saying it's looked good, but I think that's better than the alternative. My first thought was the same as you know ride it out, but but I do I, I thought of the exact same thing you just said. Like what are the problems of these two guys? And I think that that Lyell has become kind of big and you know burly a little bit, and, and and he has some problems with some speed rushers, and maybe you know inside would be better for him. And, and on the flip side, I, yeah, I think Connor's got pretty good feet, but he's he gets overpowered some, and and he might face less of that on the outside. Um, but you know if. If, if if you could just do that quickly, then why do we go to training camp? You know, why do we have off season? If we could just do it just like that, it whenever, just like yeah. that, you know, then then why do it and practice and all that time? And I, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the the, the best answer, but um, it's kind of similar to the play calling stuff. I mean, maybe you can try it, but if you try it, how long do you stick with it? I mean, this isn't something you just go back to something else. So I don't see that happening. I'd be intrigued if they did it, but I, I don't see it happening. And I think that's the big thing. Like this, when you get to this part of the question, would the coaches do it? I don't think there's any way in hell that these coaches would make that kind of change mm-hmm. right now in the season. To be perfect, I given. Wait, so go ahead. You know what? Another issue that the Lyle's dealing with as well is is you know Jason Witten would line up on that right side. This team would play right handed, and, and he'd have he'd have an experienced, you know, good technique blocker. Not strong all the time but if he 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 held his own at times you know um and and he doesn't have that guy anymore and i think that they're hurting on the, at the tight end position so i think that's you know that's definitely affecting lyle and i think it would affect uh, whoever the right tackle is too i mean you're not getting as much help as you typically have in the past if you had asked me earlier in the week you know, if there was going to be a change, even more so than Scott Linehan, and I'm just, you know, I'm taking a guess based on my knowledge of the team, I probably would have said Paul Alexander. Uh, just, you know, he's the new offensive line coach. Your tackles have both regressed this year. You know, there's been a lot of talk about playing new techniques on the offensive line. I would not have been surprised to see them make that change at all. But it's Thursday of the bye week. I mean, it's, it's Friday for all intents and purposes, and that hasn't happened. And I have a hard time believing it's going to happen now. Right. So uh, that's definitely, you know, I think that's something that could have been considered. But again, knowing the coaching staff the way we do, I don't think any of us are surprised that they didn't do that. Okay. I have several more. Um, We're at the end of our show. So I'm going to hold these till next week. We'll get into these on Monday. Sorry. I have some actually some more of my interesting Derek. ones, like uh, like Travel Byron Jones. I think that would be an interesting one for us to dive into and think about so whether that could be a good option. But we'll talk about all those on next Monday. Again, we're out tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday. We'll be back at our regular time. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure we'll be back at our regular time, 1145 uh, on Monday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?